Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back out here at Tanner, the 30th in uh, Yankee Hill. We got Husker online, Sean Callahan, for us the rest of the hour. Come out and check out uh, Tanner's Burgers and Tanner Lips. Uh, we got Aaron Davis in here sitting for or sitting in for DP, talking a little recruiting and where Nebraska goes from here. Um, we got our wing order in too. We got our wing order oh. in. They, I'm trying these uh, char 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 buff char buff wings. They come highly recommended uh, from uh, Sean and AD. Sean, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm always interested when, you know, because whether you're talking about an assistant coach or a head coach, recruiting is just as important as wins and losses. In some, some places it may even be more important. Um, what, in your mind, makes a coach a good recruiter versus, say, an average or bad recruiter? Want to, just drive. Right. I mean, Bill Bush, I've been at some public events with him and, his wife was a former Husker cheerleader, Laura, and at St. Michael's last right. year we had an event, and he goes, honey, stand up. He goes, people always ask me why I'm a good recruiter. Look at my wife. He goes, right. I, 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 can, I can convince any, you know, he's yeah. a salesman, and, right. and he just has a, a way to go about it. But you have to grind. Like a yeah. guy like Bill Bush, when he wakes up in the morning at like 6 or 7 in the morning or whatever, he's putting out like 30, 40 texts right. to all of his guys. Yeah. All of them. That he's recruiting. And then even contacts and people around the country. He just says a good morning. You know, this yeah. just co constant dialogue right. Right. all the time. So that, I mean, essentially it's just going to work, right? It, it, and then you ask that you have to really believe in what you're selling per se, right? Like Vince Merrow at Kentucky when, I mean. Yeah, I, when I he, he was know, an excellent recruiter. And he's one of the best in the SEC now. Right. And, and that's how, I mean, Vince could claim a connection to you. Like he'd figure out who you are and he'd right. know someone that know you. And then like. And he's going to find it out. And then get a dialogue with you. Right. Sean, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, this is always blows me away. You know, radio is still something that's very new for me. You know, all this stuff is still new, you know, for less than a year. You're good at it. Well, I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> but I look at, you know, I was, I was just kind of, you know, obviously I've known about you for a long time. We've met in past and things. But, you know, and letting listeners know, too, Sean had wrote a, a book, and some of you don't know about that, 100 Things Nebraska Fans Should No One Do Before They Die. You don't just talk about it. Go on Twitter, do a little research. I mean, you, you, which, like you mentioned about Coach Bush, you pour yourself in. You're committed to this. You're not interested. You're committed. And there's yeah, a lot of people it, yeah. that are interested in sports or interested in journalism or interested in football or interested in coaching, but they're not committed. You've committed to this. What's, now, your commitment, there's probably not a recruit we can't say right now that you haven't heard of before. You can spout it off because why? You're committed to doing it. That commitment right now, what is the – I'm not going to say, what does Mickey and those guys have to do right now is what I want to say because that's our coach. Mickey has that same type of commitment. Bush has that same type of commitment. Like every morning he's waking up just shooting off texts, shooting off texts, shooting off texts. Is that what it's going to take to really rebuild this thing? Yeah, and, and you've seen it with Mickey on the in-state front, just the urgency. Like, yes. I mean, without stepping on toes, like he just said, I'm going to take these certain guys on the in-state. You know, right. and 
it used to not be that way. And he's right. like, hey, I'm taking Bellevue West now. Yeah, right. I'm taking West Side. I'm taking Lincoln East. I got Lincoln High. Right. You know, there's too many kids in the state this year for one guy to handle. And I think Mickey recognized maybe that there were some blind spots and areas where he needed to come in and, right. and deal with Cluster Johnson or talk to Damon Benning and right. talk to Larry Martin. Right. You know, have, have that connection to go into these schools. Right. He played with Creighton Prep's coach, Tim yep. Yonk, at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So – I think Mickey recognized, like, hey, I can help us here on the in-state. Right. I coached at Omaha North with Todd O'Neill, their OC that's still there. So right. he just is able to go in there and, and, I think, help in those areas. And his Louisiana recruiting and, you know, Trey Palmer. I mean, he's probably the best receiver on the team right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, got, he got him to Nebraska in one phone call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, Sean, I want to ask you, you know, the recruiting and, the, and Nebraska's done well recruiting. Like, when you look at their classes every year. I mean, heck, one year we beat Michigan. You right? We've, I mean, Nebraska's been in the upper half of the Big Ten, twenty right? to thirty-five-ish. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's decent. Where is the disconnect from the classes that we get, at least on paper, to what ends up being the product? Because I think that's really the lost in translation right there. That whether it's lack of development or missing, or just the lack of mm-hmm. seeing the right things. To what we're seeing on Saturdays, because they're they're. I mean, you always had this saying: we can't recruit all these linemen for years. And miss it, on them all. When even yeah. when Mike Riley was here, it's not like you guys were good in high school. Then everybody just supplants themselves in Lincoln, and all of a sudden can't can't you know everybody turns into a turnstile. So what is the 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 missing potion per se? Well, oh, yeah, and recruiting. You look at those rankings. The top like six or seven teams, like they're at a different level. Yeah. Alabama, yeah, Georgia, sure. Ohio State. Clemson. Clemson, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, yeah. LSU, right. USC, like that them. group of teams, Miami. You can even take the top like 12, 15. Like, but we're just talking about in our wheelhouse. When you get to at. where Nebraska's at in the rankings, right. there is not a lot of separation in those classes. Right. You know, it's one guy here or there that moves you up five or six spots. spots right. But it, then it becomes down to do you really know your guys? Did you identify them? Did you develop them? And you, you look at some of the classes that Scott had that were highly ranked. They got like a big boom on guys they signed late that they didn't even really know. I mean, like Travis Fisher signed like four or five Miami yeah, kids. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were gone in like six, six months. During right? COVID, they were out of here. And I use it like, okay, it's like you meet a girl in Vegas and get married to her in Vegas. Like you had a hell of a weekend in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you, you bring her back home to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you find a few things out. Like What happened in Vegas? I should have kept it in Vegas. I mean, <laughs> you get like DeAndre Francois, or Francois here. and Yeah. He just in the middle of the night packed his stuff up and left, left. to go to the airport. Right. Um, Marcus Fleming didn't want to practice, and they said, oh, you're not going to travel to Iowa um, then because you're not going to practice this week. You're hurt after he just had like 90 yards against Northwestern, Northwestern. Yeah. the previous week. Yeah. And he goes, fine, then I quit. Yeah. You know, it's like that. You have those to, you can't foresee. But you have to find yeah. the right cultural right. guys. And you guys have probably been to Miami, right. Florida. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a different different. Yeah. it's a different world. It's a different world. But it's it, – the guys from Miami have been working other places, though. Because if it can work up in Wisconsin, they getting they getting brothers all the way up there. It's it's colder. you got to have the culture established. Right. See, what you just said, Sean, is culture. When I even just – I was just in Miami a week and a half ago. In fact, we did the show, was talk, called in from there. And they had guys from Miami grads, Florida grads, Florida State grads, and was one from Georgia. And then I was up in Wisconsin last year, and I was there during the wintertime. And it, and it irks me when I hear people in, uh, in Nebraska or just say, well, it's hard to bring people here. I was getting people there. 
North Dakota's getting people there. South Dakota State find the has right got people right there. there. Like from okay. all over the place. From DiCaprio Budo, I'll give you a good example of him. He's a Miami guy. Yep. Right. His brother's committed. They had him locked up in like June of his senior year or whatever. Like right. they had They're him going into senior. Year. You know, they had a relationship. Yep. You know, they courted him. They got yeah. to know him. Oh, then they found out his brother played football at UNO. You know, his mm, brother played. Yeah. He had already had a brother. It's like right. Then DiCaprio Budo ended up being a great. You know, good NFL yeah. player. And they only knew that, Sean, because they got the knowing, a relationship, and established that. So, yeah, you have to, you know, you got to identify your guys early in yeah. recruiting and, and, and build that core. You know, like Jaden Doss, Kansas City guy. He's tearing it up right now, Ray Moore Peculiar. Had a game with, like, five touchdowns this year. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of guy you, you want, want here that you can get on campus, get him here multiple times. And Bill Bush worked it hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I look at our quarterback recruiting for this year. I thought, I thought it was so interesting we had four Power Five quarterbacks this year that could drive to Lincoln. A Des Moines guy, Jamie Cole's kid. Yep. Um, you had a kid in Pierre, South Dakota, mm-hmm. Gretna, and Wichita, Kansas. And, and the Bellevue West kid. And the Bellevue Yeah. Yep. Well, the Bellevue West kid's a junior. Jun- okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. those, those four guys are Power Five offer senior quarterbacks. Right. I've never seen that many in one year that could get here within Driving three. distance. Yeah. And we take a guy from, you know, far out Massachusetts. And Mark Whipple believed in this guy, but – I know, like, they wanted – I mean, there was some inter- heavy interest in Avery Johnson, who's going to Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they looked at him hard. And Jamie Cole's kid, J.J., I think was interested in Nebraska, and he was the Elite 11 MVP. But, you know, I, I'll be – and maybe I'll eat my words here, but, yeah, it will – this kid from Mass- – it's, it's – I, I, don't, I don't see that. Is he a dual threat or drop back? He's a dual threat. He's okay. a great athlete, great okay. player. But okay. is he a fit? You know, when right. you have these four cultural guys that are yeah. right around here yeah. that – might be better fits and i mean and that's where the coaches make the money to have to make those decisions right. and right. um you know i i just this was a year where i'm like man this is a year you could have gotten your quarterback right in this region mm-hmm. uh talk real quick uh sean because it with with mickey being named coach and when i watched avery williams from new orleans defensive end ashley williams. or ashley williams excuse me i saw a football player i saw a guy playing against real talent and dominating. Now, whatever happened, happened. Do you think that door is going to be opened again? So, I think you're right. Um, Cam Linhart was decommitted. A, was a Dawson Shenander guy, right? And there was a little bit of yeah. I know there were yeah behind the scenes because they took they, the, they, uh, they, Mickey, they, Mickey they, took, they didn't want to take two more than two defensive ends because they told Maverick Newton yeah and all that, which that's in the, that might be in the next segment. I don't ever believe in promising kids but i understand danny you know legacy and all that but ashley could play so and he's a top 100 kid the defensive staff had their sights on linhart right mickey joseph took the the williams commit i think without kind of running it through and it caused kind of a situation right and then it allowed ashley williams he tried to commit to minnesota first oh i know then he went to nebraska now he's at Auburn, Auburn. Well, what's going to happen at Auburn? Right, right, right. So, so that's why I'm asking. I do think there will be an opportunity to, to, open that, to get him back, especially get him with back. Mickey. And then Linhart, the the I mean, the first minute that Shenander was fired, yeah, like he, he announced he was gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's to be expected, right? And yeah. that's also should be expected. But then also you need to be respected because it lets you know Shenander actually you know was recruiting absolutely. So that lets you know it wasn't all bad, even though he got relieved of his duty. So. I always try to give the coaches their kudos when they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, what they were supposed to do. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I'll, and I want to ask you in the next 
one minute. How many recruits will Nebraska have in this class this year? Well, <laughs> I'll put you right on the hot Notre seat. Notre Dame. You're the veteran. You didn't know what you were getting today, man. You're getting here. I'm asking all types of what's questions. Go, I mean, we, it's a hard question to answer because we don't know what's going to happen on the roster. But yes. I can tell you what they wanted it to be. Right. <laughs> like before, like all this has happened, that they were looking at 17 to 18 high school recruits mm-hmm. and then backfill the rest with the portal. Portal. Late. Late. Yeah. December. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you didn't. You don't like that. That was what the plan was last year, and everybody like freaked out, right? Because you didn't even know that you don't know who's going to go in the portal. That's right. the problem. Yeah. And then you got to figure out these portal additions in like a month, right? And you got to go to Vegas and find a girl, basically. And, yeah, right. you know, it's yeah. It's, yeah I, I, well, we don't know. We we I, we haven't been to Vegas that long, so we're going to go to break. We're going to see if we can find them. We break. got onion rings here. Yeah, we got onion rings here. We got some wings coming. Uh, we're going to take a couple minute break. Then we're going to get a couple of segments in before we let Sean get off the hot seat. Uh, this is old school. We will be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.